And good afternoon, guys. Uh, you are on the Barbell Nerds podcast right now with uh, my co-host Will and myself, Sean. And we have Brandon Spade of the Naval Academy uh, joining us today. Thank you very, very much, Brandon, for taking the time to spend with us and chat a little bit. Yeah, no problem, Sean. Appreciate being on. Yeah, I know. Uh, so Brandon and I go back a little bit. He was uh, my... Uh, immediate superior whenever I was an intern way back in our Penn State days. And I'm still wearing the uh, Penn State barbell shirt for you, my man. So <laughs> I got that. Um, but basically, start our listeners off with a little bit about Brandon Spade, uh, who you are, where you're from, where you got, or how you got to Navy, and take it away. Yeah, so, uh, so as Sean mentioned, so I'm a, a strength and conditioning coach and then technically a director of operations at the Naval Academy. I work specifically with our men's basketball program. Uh, pretty unique position there at the academy. Uh, actually, our coach was the one that kind of uh, created the position and had the vision for it, which again, when I got the phone call from Coach Tichellis to come on board and, and to come to Navy, uh, his vision of the position, I thought it was pretty unique uh, and, and a pretty awesome opportunity. Uh, I'm originally from Huntington, Pennsylvania, small rural town, uh, about 35 minutes away from State College. Uh, and uh, I'm going on, I think this is year 11 in the profession total, 11 or 12. So uh, I've been doing this thing for a minute now. Um, and and uh, yeah. Very cool. Well, well if. Uh... So you're working with basketball. So I'm working with basketball at UND. Sean worked with basketball at UND. Um, is that the only sport that you're working with at Navy? Yeah, so again, uh, unique, right? You don't normally have that at most schools working with one team in particular. Uh, and again, that was the big intrigue with, with, uh, with, with me coming and pursuing this opportunity was to be able to just kind of roll up my sleeves and focus on one sport exclusively. Again, I kind of have that dual role, so it's a little bit of administration work, a little bit of that you know office work type setting as well, which, trust me, takes up a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, but then training-wise, yeah, I'm working with just our men's basketball team. And, and one thing to also throw out at you is we have uh, – it varies year to year, but right now we have about 26 guys. So we almost have two teams worth. We have a varsity and a JV squad there at the academy. So um, I didn't realize that. Holy, that's awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. <laughs> it, is. Well, so, it is. It is. Yeah. So working with basketball exclusively, um, I know Sean can kind of relate to this, um, but at, working at UND, we all work with multiple sports, three, four, some people five sports. So we aren't really, we kind of have one foot in the door, one foot out with each team. So we're never like, we're not at practice um, every day with our teams. We're not hooked up to like the polar or the first beat um, with each teams typically because we have so many other teams and we're in different buildings going across campus all day. So when you're working with basketball exclusively, um, do you have a much more um, integrated role with the team other than just weight room? Yeah, great question, Will. Uh, the answer to that is yes. Um, and that 
uh, honestly was, again, one of the reasons why I came was because I wanted uh, to, to be more integrated within the confines of the staff. I wanted to be in staff meetings each day. I wanted to talk to our coaching staff, help educate them on what I'm trying to do, uh, uh, what we're trying to accomplish in each, you know, training cycle or whatnot, uh, what the off season should look like, what in season should look like, all that fun stuff. Um, and as well, I just think as a strength and conditioning coach to have that opportunity uh, creates value. And I, and I think that's something that we all uh, really, you know, look to, you know, obtain within what we do. Uh, I, I, I definitely have um, been fortunate in that regard as far as working with only upwards of four teams at a time. When I was at UAB, I oversaw our men's and women's basketball programs and our men's and women's golf programs. Uh, and then going even back to my time at Penn State, I had only worked with two or, or fewer teams. So, again, really, really very fortunate and lucky uh, would be a word I would use um, to get those kind of opportunities. But I also learned and recognized really, really quickly uh, and also spoke to, you know, certain mentors of mine uh, that, that kind of, you know, uh, helped enlighten me on as far as what you're looking for and what you would like to do. Um, and again, just super blessed and fortunate to be in the role and position I'm in. Yeah. So what does your kind of day-to-day -day role look like? Um, especially on days that you're not training the guys in the weight room. Um, are you at practice and are you like on the court? Are you doing rehab with guys? Um, what is, what does that look like typically for you? Yeah. Uh, so, so days that we're, we're not training, uh, obviously, at, at practice and travel with the team at games and all that fun stuff. Uh, we, we did just get uh, a nutritionist just uh, about a year or two ago, uh, Scott That's Mayer, awesome. great guy uh, at, at Navy. Uh, but I've tried to, again, in that kind of that ops role, I, I kind of take that on, and, and I, I find uh, I take a, a thorough enjoyment in that um, aspect of the physical development program I think it's 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 a very very valuable piece to the puzzle so to speak so being able to kind of help uh I won't say completely control because our guys still have to go eat over at the uh, cafeteria or king hall is what it's called um with with the rest of their company and or brigade um but about 48 hours before competition as well as after competition I'll kind of uh design uh, and or make sure, you know, we're putting the right nutrients in our body. So, and then to go a little bit further, Will, um, yeah, I'm just there for our guys, whether it's meeting with, with guys or, or the operations type of, of stuff. So that could be emails back and forth with other teams, making sure that they've done what they need to do to be able to get on the yard. Um, whether that's uh, getting us our travel uh, set. So yeah. uh, pretty much, you know, like a dobo position. So okay. uh, any type of uh, transportation, whether that's bus or plane, whether that's hotels, making sure things are booked, making sure we've got the rooms, making sure we've got space when we get there for meals uh, and all that fun stuff. Um, and yeah, so, so again, like I said, a dual role, unique, a lot different than most strength coaches. Again, that was the intrigue of, of coming there and doing that. Um, and again, uh, just a little bit of everything, Will. Anything I can help with our, our staff and our program, even if it's, you know, playing referee at practice or whatever, I'll do uh, whatever it takes. So 
That's, yeah, that's awesome. That's, that is a hell of a role. Um, and I know, I know Will and I both kind of worked with um, the same Dobo uh, as I was going out and as Will was coming in as basketball yep. strength coach. We both worked with a gentleman named Craig Heatherly, um, good friend of ours. But like I envied, well, I, I shouldn't say I envied, I did not envy his role as Dobo. He did so much work. So, and I thought I did a lot of work as strength coach for a couple of teams. Like I can't imagine the time that you must spend with your athletes with those coaches. Um, sure, it makes for some long days, but at the end of the day, I'm sure you also have some really rewarding times with those kids, as especially as cadets. So, I mean, could you just talk a little bit about like how those relationships, since you're around them all the time, like have made an impact on you? Yeah, for sure. So, so again, that's, that's one of the, the great things with working with a predominantly smaller team in basketball, right? So you're able to develop those relationships, uh, which again, to me are, you know, invaluable. Uh, th these are people and, and student athletes and like our guys midshipmen that a, uh, in my opinion, serve a greater purpose than necessarily uh, what we're doing in the, in, in the weight room, which is in and of itself awesome, an awesome thing. Uh, but B, to, to, to be able to just, you know, um, train these guys uh, to help prepare them, obviously, for specifically basketball, but more or less in life uh, to, to build and grow and, and to obtain these relationships or, or something that you'll just carry on for a very, very long time. And, and so, yeah, as you, you know, mentioned, spend a tremendous amount of time with our guys, whether it's just educating, teaching them. Uh, trying to learn more of the nuances of what their day-to-day -day looks like. Because again, this is not like any other institution uh, that you would, you know, work at. It's just not, it's just different. Uh, these guys have a lot of different, I'll call them stressors or strains or uh, just a lot more on their plate, so to speak, day-to-day. -day. And so again, uh, when you look at it through the scope of a, as a strength coach, uh, you got to be very cognizant of what you're doing, how much loads, volumes, intensity, all that fun stuff. Um, and then obviously be able to manipulate your program on any given moment for any uh, certain midshipman. Very cool. Um, yeah. The, uh, I think the role that you have is incredibly unique, not just because you train a basketball team with 26 guys, a, a squad, B squad. Um, and the fact that you have the dual role, when you train some of the coolest people or some of the most res well-respected people on the planet, um, people that are in the Navy, people are Army, Air Force, anything like that, like that is just the coolest thing on the planet. So how do you balance their training in the weight room for their sport with the other training and the other physical training they have to do or even any other stresses that they have to do um, outside of their sport? Because that is a, Not whole, it's a whole different realm. Can I kind of add on to that, Sean? Yeah. Um, well, Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong, but they have um, like physical training or test that, testing that they have to do annually just to be in the Naval Academy, correct? Yeah. Real yeah. Good so, question. Yeah. So how do you, Sean's yeah, question. just kind of to, to bounce off Sean's question, how do you balance performance training for basketball, but also <laughs> making sure they're training correctly for the Naval Academy and just for the longevity of that? Sure. Yeah, both phenomenal questions and, and something I've uh, now uh, learned uh, much more in depth of, of how things work. And that's kind of what I was talking about there a second ago. So um, as far as their 
they call it the PRT, the physical readiness test, right? And uh, that's actually just recently changed and they have to run a mile and a half and, and uh, now they're going to hold a core plank and then do a certain amount of push-ups. Um, and so uh, I kind of use that uh, as a tool in their training. Uh, obviously, there's nothing wrong with having a great aerobic base. There's nothing wrong with showing uh, core stability and there's nothing wrong with showing some muscular endurance in their upper body, right? So uh, I go ahead and, and take those three, you know, movements and, and certainly have it implemented uh, as part of my, you know, training phase in, in and out, uh, woven in and out of our program, whether that be uh, leading up into the fall, which we're coming off basically an off season, or then in the spring, uh, which we'll, we're fortunate enough to do ours after season, so I can help prepare them a little bit for that uh, and get them kind of ready. So, again, that's not obviously all I'm doing. I'm not just there to, to train them for that PRT, but I do try to help our guys put their best foot forward and get their best scores because, again, something that's a really big deal there is even in that PRT, they, they get a grade, they test, they're evaluated in everything that they do, which is, again, a pretty awesome thing. And uh, so their time is important. How many reps they get is important. How, how long they hold that, that plank, very, very important uh, to these guys. So they take great pride in this. Again, making my job that much exponentially easier. Um, but we, you know, so again, I, I, if I send these guys with an off-season program, there's going to be a dash of that stuff that's going to kind of help, uh, you know, uh, acclimate them to being able to do uh, or to adhere to, you know, getting a great score on, on that PRT. Um, our guys as plebes, which is AKA is, is basically freshmen, right? Uh, they do a lot of training in the mornings, particularly, uh, they'll get up with their companies and, and that they might do any and all really it's up to their company leader. Um, so we do have days where our freshmen will come in and they'll say, Hey coach, I, I just ran, you know, 10 miles this morning or we just you know <laughs> did basically like a you know 30 minute hit uh styled uh, training session and you know uh just knowing what i know now and, and the experience i have here in particular and then taking from other institutions as well uh i just you know try to use my, my best judgment and so if we need to deload the the, the kid for that day or um we, we mitigate or minimize kind of what we're doing in that strength and conditioning session. Cause there's a lot that goes on in that session. It's just not, you know, straight, uh, weightlifting. Um, you know, well, I'll do that. I'll do whatever it takes to, to, to kind of, you know, make sure that the student athletes, uh, safe and, and put them in the best place to be successful. I really got to adjust on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. If I had an athlete come to me and said, our coach made us run 10 miles at 6am in the morning, I, I would go out for that coach. Like I, that's, that's such a different, it's such a different stressor for me to just to wrap my head around. I guess. Um, but you've done an awesome job since you've been there. I know you, but you said, how long have you been at Navy again? I forget. Brandon, sorry. Uh, so this, this will be year four. Okay, yeah. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, okay. Obviously, um, being in like a military environment is going to require a lot of uh, psychological uh, strength or mental toughness, kind of whatever um, word you want to use for that. Um, and there's a lot of debate on whether or not like militarized training is going to prepare you for your sport on the mental aspect, whatever. I don't think it really matters that much. 
but working with these kids who are in the military academy, in the Naval Academy, they have to be very strong-willed people. So can you just touch on how you work with these, how much easier, or maybe it's not easier, but what it's like working with these kids who are generally um, like-minded and self-motivated, highly driven people um, that you don't have to always, you know, get on their ass for not doing the right thing, I, I guess. Yeah, well, great question. I, I actually think it's, it's uh, so it's, sometimes it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> so uh, we, we have these type A personalities, which again, uh, is an amazing and awesome thing to be around. Um, and then they want to always uh, overachieve. Uh, and sometimes again, you have to use your best judgment to kind of pull them back a little bit, pull the reins, yeah. uh, for sure. Uh, because you know, one thing that they will do, whether they know it or not, and I know they're 18 to 22 and they can go, go, go. And, uh, they can probably push through things a lot better than you can as you age. But, uh, you know, they, they'll overtrain a little bit, you know, that, that, that's something that does occur a little bit. So again, uh, just using your best judgment. Um, trying to have an open line of communication. Uh, again, me being there all the time, as you guys had, had mentioned earlier, uh, does allow me and, and, and instill or uh, ingrain that trust factor, which is huge, um, that, that they understand um, that I've got their back and that I'm going to help them out and do what I think is best for them for that uh, particular day and or training session or, or whatnot. So uh, usually it's it's more of the, Hold, holding them back and, and making sure we didn't do too much for the day versus obviously uh, them, you know, uh, having to push these guys. Cause they're, again, everything they do, even, even I would say even before they get to the Academy, they're already being evaluated, right? It's a very, um, you know, it's a pretty big deal to be able to get, you know, uh, into the Academy, especially academically and whatnot. So you're talking about kids that are borderline Ivy league um, academic, uh, type of type of kids. So they're smart. Uh, most of them, again, uh, culturally, it, it's already there for you. They, they already know how to train a little bit. Uh, if, if not, boy, you're, you're, you're going to know what that looks like because every day at sports period, it's called, which is about from three to six o'clock ish. Uh, if you ever get a chance and opportunity to come to the yard, uh, there are literally all roughly 4,000 members of the brigade uh, you're either, if you're a varsity sports member, you're, you're obviously participating, participating in your sport uh, and or training, or whether you're in club or intramurals or whatever, the, the whole campus is physically active for about that three hour time frame, which again, uh, is a really neat uh, and really cool thing that again, if, if you haven't experienced it, you surely need to stop down and, and see and it's a it's different again, very, very different. So it's, it's already ingrained. It's already instilled a lot of that stuff. So again, uh, makes it that much easier, um, to, to be a strength and conditioning coach here for sure. Do you ever have kids that don't fit in cultural culturally or psychologically with the rest of the group and you do have to, you know, push them a little bit harder? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. you're always going to have some outliers. It doesn't matter what sport, uh, it doesn't matter, you know, male, female, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter. You're always going to have a couple of outliers, but overall, um, in my experience with working in hoops as well, uh, predominantly for the past 11 to 12 years, uh, again, the, these are exceptional 
uh, student athletes. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. That, that kind of thing. Uh, very detail oriented. Um, and you know, uh, even the, we'll, we'll call them, uh, the misfits or that's not even a good term to use, but the, the outliers uh, of that level are still head over heels above uh, sometimes some of the student athletes you may or may not have worked with at other institutions. And it's just, it's just a matter of fact. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it's putting it lightly that when I say you're, you're training some of the most important human beings on the planet from a, from a respectful I don't know. I thought I've always thought like if I could ever redo my education for my undergrad, I would at least take a shot at the Naval Academy um, just to see where that could lead me down the road and the discipline and the, the culture that I would be instilled with and how it would impact my life moving forward. So that's just my two cents. Yeah, I mean, just to to to, to go you know further with that, I, and this is just me. Uh, and again, I, I would say this even if I wasn't here. Uh, but th th these, these kids are winners, man. They just are. They're winners in so many different uh, aspects in life already. Um, and, and again, it's just, for me, it's, it's, uh, I just take a tremendous amount of pride in, in getting the chance and opportunity. It's such an honor uh, to work with them because, uh, again, they serve a higher purpose and, um, you know, keep us, you know, safe and, and all that good stuff. So. Well, I only have one more one more question for Brandon, but if you got some more, go for it. No, go for it, Sean. Uh, this is a little bit off topic, but so, well, just for a little bit of background, Brandon is the one who taught me how to like clean, how to snatch, oh. and all that as a real young raw intern. So, Brandon, right. always thank you for that. Um, but I know you've recently, at least over the last year or two, uh, dove into some bodybuilding and kind of like the learning. Uh, nutrition and how it plays a role in uh, physical activity, recovery, performance, everything along those lines. Have you used those things that you've learned? I know you guys just got a nutritionist, but have you used those things that you've learned entering the bodybuilding world a little bit into educating your athletes? Yeah, a hundred percent. I definitely have. Um, I don't try to overstep my boundaries, right? So I'm not a registered dietitian necessarily. So I, you know, I stay in my lane a little bit because I just think that's the professional thing to do. Right. However, I do feel very comfortable giving, you know, uh, I hate to use the word generic or general um, advice because I, I think I'm a little bit further down the line than that. But uh, I think for the most part, 18 to 22 year olds, <laughs> Nine times out of ten, it's probably a caloric intake thing that we probably yeah. need to increase. Uh, we probably just need to look at uh, certain food sources and clean them up a little bit. Uh, if you're probably a body comp type of individual, uh, and and uh, so you know, I I big big thing for me is I, I take body compositions on these guys at least three to four times a year, uh, either a DEXA, BIA, body uh, bod pod. So some sort of assessment, I try to keep it really, really consistent as far as the timing, uh, keeping them somewhat, you know, dehydrated and, and all that fun stuff so that we get, a, a, again, hopefully a consistent number or evaluation and then kind of go from there and sit down and really individually, because each one of them are different, right, in so many different ways, uh, particularly nutritionally, 
and then try to kind of prescribe a little bit to them without, again, overstepping my boundaries. If we feel as if we really need to put a plan plan together, uh, I send them to our nutritionist, again, staying in my lane, but overall, just try to give them very sound advice and, and uh, have kind of put in, 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 uh, in that physical development realm uh, a systematic approach as far as when our guys come over, making sure they're getting calories before a workout, post-workout getting calories, talking to them about what they're eating and the choices that they have over at the dining hall. Uh, and then again, obviously, uh, I get to fortunate enough to oversee those things, particularly when we're on the road or before a home game, uh, choosing those meals that kind of help fuel us up before we, we compete. So, uh, but yes, me delving personally into a little bit of bodybuilding and understanding just more uh, along the lines of just uh, the biggest thing to me is, is the caloric intake versus the training and what we're doing and how, how do we manipulate these two, two variables uh, to get the output that we want, um, particularly from a body composition standpoint to uh, allow ourselves to be, um, to enhance overall performance has certainly helped for sure. Uh, and I would advise any strength coach to try to, you know, brush up on their nutrition and, and that and whatnot. Cause uh, I think, you know, that was the one thing in my experience, whether it was long time ago when I was a student athlete or maybe even at the beginning of my career that I don't know if uh, I had as much knowledge, information, uh, or, you know, tutelage and or mentorship on that aspect of the whole grand scheme of the pie, so to speak. Uh, and I wish I would have had that, um, you know, yearning desire that I do now to continually learn, uh, whether it's personally or professionally. Yeah, that's such, a, that's such a big piece of that pie. Like you could literally put nutrition at the bottom, at the base pyramid of like, is it, uh, of performance. And if you eat like shit, your recovery's gonna be yeah. shit. Your workout's going to be shit. Performance going to be shit. So. so actually, one of the first things I do with our guys, Sean and Will, mm -hmm. uh, when, I, when I get them, uh, and this might surprise you, and I don't know if other strength coaches you, you'll speak to on your podcast, um, if they would say the same or maybe they'd even tell me that I'm crazy. But uh, when I put, a, I put a triangle up on the board, one of the first things I do with our freshmen uh, on that pyramid or on that board, uh, I actually, we talk about recovery, but it's sleep. Second phase is nutrition, and, and, and the bottom of that is the training. Mm -hmm. uh, just because now, again, in my experience, uh, it's really, really simple. You have to get enough rest, or the, what we do training-wise doesn't really matter, or we're never going to get anywhere. Then after we get check that box, or we get great at doing that, which I know it sounds funny, but again, at the academy, if I told you how much stuff these guys got to do at the end of their day, if I told you the whole day, uh, you would sleep is very value, exponentially more valuable right. there than anywhere else because they just don't get it as well. Right. Um, and then number two would be then their diet. Again, same thing. I can train train any athlete I work with, but if they're not eating too well, it's not going to elicit the response we want again. And then thirdly, obviously, the intensity and or the variables of of what we do and and uh, program or or periodize is huge, but. Uh, that to me is like the third element of, of that whole thing. So I kind of, that's the first thing I let them know that your strength coach is telling you, we got to get our sleep and uh, it's, it's nothing shocking or surprising. It's not, these aren't things that people don't not talk to them about, but just so they know that's the importance level to me. 
get, you got to get sleep, you got to clean up and make sure you understand nutrition a little bit better than you do. And then obviously I, I'll help you out with the training. There's yeah. The seem, it seems like everybody knows that stuff, but that's the hardest thing to do, right? Like to yeah. have the discipline to get the amount of rest you need and to eat right. Like everyone for the most part has a general understanding of how important that is. But I know for me, I don't practice that very well. And a lot of the athletes that I work with probably don't either, but yeah. So, well, so, uh, it's, it's, so your monster energy drinks aren't that good for you, Will? <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, my I, monsters, I drive, my rock I, stars, I, you name it. <laughs> I, I drive that home to our guys. These guys blew into, blew into the face, right? But yeah. that's, that's what you have to do or, or it doesn't, you know, get through to, to the kids. And, and again, I, look, I always constantly try to put myself back in their shoes. And when I was 18 to 22 – uh, I loved, again, this is part of the reason why I'm here. I loved the training, loved all that, but I wish I knew how to continue to help myself out with that training by doing those things the best way I could have. So well said. All righty. Will, any, anything else from a man, Brandon? Last thing I got for you. Um, now that you've been a guest on this, is there anybody that you would recommend we reach out to, to have a conversation with? Yeah, uh, I think just off the top of my head, uh, probably, and maybe you've even spoken to him, but Cam Davidson, good friend of mine, obviously at Penn State, Sean would know. Uh, love oh, yeah. Cam, great, great at what he does. If not, you know, Mike Chapman uh, out at Stanford, mm -hmm. I think is, is a pioneer in our field right now. And, uh, and yeah, I would even uh, say I'm a big, big fan of our, our football strength and conditioning coach here at Navy. His name's Brian Fitzpatrick, awesome guy uh been in it for a very long time i think fitz does a phenomenal job with our football team and has helped you know uh last season had one of the best arguably one of the best seasons in navy football history so um those are just a couple of names i could give you more but uh i'll give you those three names how about that three's more than enough man yeah and i i've yeah. been i've been i've been in cam's ear a little bit uh so we'll have him on here very shortly too uh, awesome. thank you Thank you so much for your time, Brandon. We appreciate it. This is awesome. This is probably one of the better ones. We, we have been pretty deep into your roles. You wear a ton of hats, uh, both literally and figuratively, probably, um, at Navy. And I couldn't, couldn't have asked for a better, uh, better chat. Man. It was great catching up. Thanks, Brandon. 100%. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Will. I'll see you guys. Y'all take care now. Take, take care, care, brother. <laughs>